It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about some big additions for Bayheim's Army and the 2020 NFL Draft. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is our great friend and Bayheim's Army general manager, Kevin Belby. Kevin, thank you so much for coming back on the program. I love chatting with you, Wes. How many years have we been doing this now? I think five or six years, basically every year since the beginning. I love it. Well, this is the uh, crazy enough to think, I think our sixth team that we're putting in the basketball tournament with, you know, our Bayhans Army squad and time goes by so fast, but it's been an absolute blast to do this. Yeah, it's been a blast for us as well. And Kevin, I want to get you started on this one. We're at a very strange time period right now because of COVID-19. I'm at home right now. You're at home right now. We're not at work. Is there any discussion about a contingency plan if the TBT can't start on time? Or is the TBT playing this full steam ahead? Yeah, you know, as of right now, they are full speed ahead. I'm lucky that I do not have to make those decisions. You know, all I have to worry about is putting our team in place. and You know, the people who created and run and facilitate the basketball tournament. I think anybody who's been a part of it or has been there in person or watched on TV knows that they run a, a truly first-class operation and organization. So, yes, they are moving and planning as if the tournament will take place in its original format. But they're also, you know, I think making other plans too. And, uh, of course, they're not going to do anything that will put – people's health, you know, at risk. And uh, they, they, I'm, I'm hoping that the tournament is in a, uh, in a sweet spot with the, with the, in, in the time frame that it's held, you know, it, it's late summer, it's late, late July and, and August. And, you know, there's, it's a long ways away, you know, we're four months away from that. And, um, I, you know, we'll see what's, what's happening in the world then, but, I know that as of now, they're planning on having a tournament. We're planning on putting the Bayhams Army team in the tournament again, planning on winning the $2 million. But, you know, we'll see. I think every single day all of us as citizens of this country, you know, and of the world learn more and more. Um, But I'm optimistic, and I hope that it happens. And I think it'll be – I think we'll have a great team. And I think that if it does happen, I know that if it happens, it'll be a great uh, great kind of distraction – for all of us, especially us Syracuse fans who, you know, weren't able to see, you know, the SU men's basketball team finish out their season. Yeah, so let's talk about this team because there's so much excitement for all the reasons you just stated. And the first member of the 2020 Bayheim's Army team is a guy who's been on each of the six iterations of Bayheim's Army, Eric Devendorf. It's amazing that he's still in playing shape and ready to go. How great is it for you to have him back and describe the leadership he brings to the table? Yeah, I really, it, it's hard for me to, to put it into words. You know, Eric was really the first guy, you know, the, the first two people I went to with this idea back in 2015 were Hakeem Warwick. And I didn't know Hakeem, but Hakeem had played in the original TBT in 2014 on a team his agent had put him on. So I knew he was familiar with it. So I, I talked to him. And then the second person was Eric. And I talked to Eric. I was up in Syracuse taking classes over the summer. He was back up in Syracuse rehabbing. And I saw him at Fagan's at a flip night and just started talking to him about 
the idea and he knew about the tournament and right away he loved it. He, he loves to compete, loved the opportunity to get out there and just play basketball and represent Syracuse again and wear orange. And, you know, it, it's hard to imagine what our team would be if, you know, Eric wasn't a part of this. I mean, I, I don't think it would, or we'd, we'd probably be around still, you know, he, he's been, he's been our, uh, our backbone, our heart and soul or our DNA, however you want to put it. For all six years, he, uh, you know, the guys love playing with him because of how hard he plays. You know, you've got the older players who played with him, like Hakeem, and love him. And then you have the younger players who look up to him, you know. And he also was on the, the staff as a couple of years as a graduate assistant, and he coached some of these guys. So um, I, I love Eric. We've become, we've become super close. And the fact that he's still able to go, you know, go out there and compete at such a high level, uh, it, ju- it just shows how hard he works, how much he loves the game, and um, you know, I look forward to finally winning uh, the championship with him. Now, two other guys, huge additions to the team: Malachi Richardson, Tyler Lydon, both members of that 2016 Final Four team. Both guys were first-round NBA draft picks. Both have NBA experience. I just think these are two huge gets for Beheim's army. Absolutely. You know, I love, like we just talked about, having guys like Eric be a part of this and Hakeem has played for a bunch of years, and I hope he plays again. But, you know, it's so important to have young, fresh legs in this tournament. And those guys are just, they're honestly going to bring us, they're going to bring us new dimensions to our team that we've never had. You know, we've had some pretty good big men on this team, but we've never had somebody like Tyler Lydon, you know, somebody who can play inside, but play outside. He can rebound, he can score, you know, he might be, he might wind up being the best shooter on our team. Maybe one of the best shooters in the tournament. I mean, he, he's just lethal from downtown and was in the NBA as recently, you know, as about a year, year and a half ago, you know, so he's still super young, super passionate about SU and the orange and, you know, so he's going to be awesome. And then Malachi too. I mean, Malachi, Malachi won an NBA uh, championship last year. You know, he, he was part of the Raptors for the first half of the year before he got traded to the Sixers. I think he got a, a finals ring for being a part of the Raptors team early on, you know, so he's still as, as you know, obviously he's young, he's hungry. He, he, he wants to prove himself as is Tyler. I mean, both of those guys are, and clearly NBA level players, you know, and for one reason or another, the situations they were drafted into just weren't great fits, but they're guys that should not be on our team. You know, they're guys that deserve and belong to be in the NBA. And so lucky, really lucky to have them for this summer. And it's a great thing about this tournament is every game is on ESPN. They're playing for $2 million. It's a great opportunity to win money. It's a great opportunity to, to get back in front of the Syracuse fans again, wear orange and have some nostalgia, but it's a great opportunity to market yourself. You know, there's especially potentially this summer with, you know, so many other sports being canceled and the tournament potentially being one of the first pulling events back. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on this, a lot of attention. And, um, you know, what else could you want? It's basically like a, uh, it's a tryout for the NBA with $2 million online. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) <laughs> That's a great recruiting pitch, Kevin. And speaking of recruiting, you have three players right now. Obviously, you need to fill out the rest of your roster. So we'll get you out of here on this one. What are you looking for as you look to finalize a squad? 
I think it's a, a little bit of what we already have, which is trying to find a good balance of veterans and, and new guys, you know, look, I, I'm a, I'm a fan just like, you know, just like everybody else. And I love seeing new guys part of this team. I think every summer, every summer we've had a different combination and every summer we've brought in some new faces, which I think as a Syracuse fan is just really cool to see. Um, but I think it's, it's also very valuable to have veteran guys, veteran voices like an Eric and then, you know, who, who know how the tournament works, who know how to play with the Elam ending, and then having, you know, some, some fresher legs, newer faces too. So it's trying to find, I think, that right combination of gel and also trying to find guys who can play multiple positions, you know, whether we play in a zone or play man or, you know, what we do on offense, you, you know, today's, the, na- the name of today's game is versatility and having guys that can play different positions, help each other out, um, bring different skill sets. Those are the things that I think uh, we'll continue to look for as we continue to, to add some guys here over the next month or so. Kevin, great stuff as always, and best of luck to you as you continue to fill out that roster, really hoping the TBT goes off without a hitch for all the reasons that you just talked about. America really needs us as we get out from underneath COVID-19. Again, Kevin Belby, General Manager of Bayheim's Army, thank you so much for your time. Good luck, and we'll talk to you later in the summer. Thank you, Wecker. Love it. Go on. Really love having Kevin on the program, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am hanging in there, doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, we just completed the 2020 NFL draft over the weekend, but before we get to the specifics of it, I think it was just nice to see a live sporting event on television with an orange twist to it. It's been six weeks, give or take, on where you live of shelter in place for most of the country, and this was a really welcome sight for many Americans. I like to use the term, Wes, ridiculous ratings, right? A cabin fever for the entire country, especially football fans, sports fans, live programming. And I tip my hat to the NFL and everyone involved pulling it off as they did with so many remote connections. And of course there are going to be glitches, but I don't think we would expect anything other than a few glitches or else it wouldn't seem natural with with streaming today and the new world order that we live in. And really a great job to put it together, uh, understanding the, the fact that it's part entertainment, also understanding the serious nature of the medical conditions that so many are suffering through in this country. So I think they pulled it off great. And it certainly was, you know, live sports related programming, all of us craving for Wes. And obviously the the ratings proved it. And I, I think they did a great job into to the final two days as well. And we had to wait a little while until we saw our Syracuse Orange players selected, but we expected them to be selected, and they were, but I, I really thought there'd be more than just two. I thought there would be a chance for a third player to be picked, but we can now talk about a little bit more about Alton Robinson and Sterling Hoffert there. Yeah, so let's talk about them, Brad. It was the third day of the NFL draft when they were taken. Alton Robinson taken with the fifth round, 148th overall pick by the Seattle Seahawks. Hoffrichter drafted in the seventh round, 228th overall by the Atlanta Falcons. All in all, not a bad showing for the Orange in the NFL draft. Not, not, not bad at all, even to the, you know, the second day, not being a first or second round selection. In the case of Robinson, I, I know the Seahawks really liked his upside. I don't think they're going to be looking at him to make major contributions in his rookie season. The fact that he did his offseason training up in Bellevue, Washington, in the Seattle metro area certainly helped because a lot of the members of the Seahawks family 
were witness to him working out, having conversations with him, passing information on to uh, the Seahawks uh, scouts and coaching staff led by Pete Carroll. And I also think they like the fact that he's a Texas native, played his college, his high school football in Texas. Uh, they liked his development under Dino Babers and the Syracuse staff. But I don't think in 4-3 Seattle defense you'll see him making an impact in his rookie season. But I do think you'll see him contributing down the road as some other Syracuse off, uh, de- defensive linemen have taken uh, in the NFL a couple of seasons to get used to that grind. In the case of Hoffrichter, well, we know Dino Papers had been saying for the last two seasons he was going to kick in the NFL, and we, we all could kind of see that from his great uh, punting ability. And also I think what was lost is, you know, his kickoffs for the most part, he has such a strong leg, uh, don't have the exact percentage of touchbacks, but it was fairly high. And then it was even called in as an emergency long-range field goal kicker and was good for that. He's going to play in a dome in Atlanta, so I think that will also help him at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh, he's going to be their punter. They're going to release their uh, incumbent punter. And so I look for, even though he's a smaller kicker from NFL standards, being about 5'10", I think he's going to be a really effective punter in the NFL for quite some time. Now, Brad, Syracuse did get those two drafted, but you touched on it. Syracuse should be getting a lot more talent into the NFL. It would have been nice to see Tristan Jackson or Kendall Coleman get drafted. It seems like Syracuse is a little bit off in pro talent that they need to compete in the ACC. Dino Bapers still needs to upgrade his recruiting to get to that point. I totally agree, Wes. I've said this before on the podcast. When Dino Babers came to Syracuse, first got into ACC play, his eyes were wide open as he saw the high level of talent that he did not see in the Mac when he was at Bowling Green that he certainly saw in his previous stints as assistant coaches at Baylor and other uh, Pac, uh, Pac-5 conference teams. But he really did not have the, the clear level of understanding of just how fast and, and how much speed is involved in the ACC. So he's made it a point in his recruiting, and I think he has done a per- fairly good job now going into four recruiting cycles of increasing the speed, agility of the type of athlete he needs in, in the program and, and to run his offense and to play his defense. Now, conversely, when I see a program, with all due respect to Temple, have four players selected, Wes, and Syracuse has only two, I see a problem with that. Because, again, playing with the ACC, in the ACC, all that TV money from the ACC network, all the, you know, recruit, uh, all the donations, all, all the, the money that for boosters, et cetera, all leading to, you know, the lifeline of recruiting. So Dino Babers has to keep it going. He has to keep stepping it up to the point where, Syracuse has an average of four to five players drafted each year. That's where they should be in amongst their ACC peers. And they last had four in 2013, haven't had six, which is the school record three times since the late nineties, since the late eighties, excuse me, into the early nineties in the coach Mac coach P era. So that tells you the great talent NFL players they had then when Syracuse was competing for national championships early into the Paul Pascaloni era then the little bit of the rebound under Doug Marone with two bowl game appearances and those four players selected in 2013. That's where Syracuse football has to be when it comes to recruiting moving forward into the 2020s. And Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Keeping my fingers crossed, Wes. I'm sure you are too about the football season and 
John Wildack speaking out uh, last week in a virtual news conference, kind kind of laying out the dates that are going to be the timeline to when we may have may or may not have a 2020 football season in the fall. So we're looking at mid June right now. I've always said it's at least six weeks for a team to get ready for a season. So if you backtrack from early September, six weeks, you're into mid July. Well, that's only going to happen if students are on campus. So we're going to have to now wait to June to see what direction the university is going to be taking. Are they thinking that they're going to be bringing students back onto campus for the fall semester, or will they be continuing into a virtual teaching environment where everyone is remote and, and not on campus? That is going to tell us whether or not this 2020 college football season is going to start on time, be delayed, or even be delayed into the spring. Brad, my closing thoughts are on Kendall Coleman, Sean Riley, Tristan Jackson, and Evan Adams. All four went undrafted but signed free agent contracts after the 2020 NFL draft. Jackson with the LA Rams, Coleman with the Colts, Riley with the Patriots, and Adams with the Ravens. Really hoping that these guys can stick on an NFL roster and do the orange name proud. Good luck to all of them. That's it for us from Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that most turtles are probably introverts. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.